on this episode of The Clappers, The Favourite. Succession. The Sugarfoot Ramblers. And that's it. Yeah, that was it. Nothing. Welcome to The Clappers. This is Andrew Young, a stranger to controversy. Unlike me, Carl Quinn, apparently. No stranger to controversy, Carl Quinn. Why? Why am I no stranger to controversy? Oh, we'll, we'll touch on that later on oh, in this episode we? of The Clappers, oh, I believe. I work with bated breath, <laughs> clenched buttocks, and many other <laughs> forms of tension. Girded loins? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Stiffened sinews. Oh. Summoned blood. Careful. <laughs> oh, we like Shakespeare here on The Clappers. No Shakespeare for us, no pop-up Shakespeare for us. Did you notice? No. I've been getting all these great uh, Facebook posts on what they're doing, and it's all in New Zealand, where they're from. You'd think they'd want to have a bit of a rest from New Zealand. Lovely though New Zealand is, of course. They're Prime Minister, they're poetesses, they're comedians, but... They're, they're not, hiking trails. They're hiking trails. They're not coming here. I got an email from them and said... Why, personally? Yeah, I said, Pop-Up Globe, what's the story? I went three times last year. I came three times in the one grapple. Thank you very much, David Williamson. And they said, sorry, we're not coming. Oh, I was deflated. Uh, That was great, don't you remember? Yes, I do remember. It was great. I enjoyed it very much. So we'll have to summon our own blood and stiffen our own sinews. (laughs) Our own loins. For the coming summer, friends. Listeners. Or the not coming summer, as the case may be. So, Carl. Yes, Andrew. We have a rare opportunity to talk about something that we both know something about. Dear Lord. (laughs) (laughs) We have both seen The Favourite. Yes. Yes, I love this film. Me too. Uh, Well, well, there you go. Move on. Next. (laughs) Where's where's the tension in that? None. I hoped I might be employed here by you as something. A monster for the children to play with, perhaps. It is important to make new friends in court, is it not? You're so beautiful. Stop it, you mock me. If I were a man, I would ravish you. (laughs) You have become close to Abigail. She is a viper. You're jealous. You must send Abigail away. I do not want to. Let's shoot something. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, the director of The Lobster and The Killing of a Sacred Deer and Dogtooth, the Greek Greek director associated with the Greek, uh, we, uh, what's it we called? The, this stuff weird, what, the, the weird cinema, Greek weird cinema. And I just, this is, it, it, it is just a fantastic piece of reinvention of a genre that you think is kind of very, very known and stayed, that being the costume drama, well, the historical sorry, costume which, which drama. genre we're talking about? Okay. The, I thought you meant the... The, 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 the lesbian love story. The, well, yeah, um, yeah. The killing of Sister George. Uh, what was that one with... No, Kier I'm talking, Del- about, I'm talking about costume Delay. dramas. I'm talking about costume dramas because really... Gone Tomorrow. He was in one too. On the surface of it, this is Levish, the kind of, of film you've seen a million times, right? It's like an historical costume drama. Of course. English court, course. Uh, you know, lots of people walking around doing that and talking very foppishly. Mm-hmm. And, and it, is, it is that. Mm-hmm. It delivers all of that. And yet, mm. my God, doesn't it go to some dark and weird and funny places? Well, I, not as dark as, frankly, not as dark as I give him the lobster. Uh, not as dark as I expected at all, I thought. Or Killing of a Sacred oh, Deer, yeah. which is yet darker. I thought it was, you know, I love films where people are mean to each other Mm. and perhaps even a little violent towards each other. There's lots of pushing people into mud and down cliffs and whacking with 
books on that. There's, there's violence. And oranges. And oranges. Let's not forget the oh, oranges. That is a perfect scene. Like, <laughs> if you wanted a, a, a very, very simple metaphor for the uselessness of the aristocracy at any point in history, the orange, thro- the orange throwing scene. It reminded me of my Bucks night. <laughs> so I didn't have a Bucks night. It's a film that I think appeals in a very broad sense. It's not a lesbian film. There, there is lesbianism in it, but but it's not. If you want to see films with lesbians being lesbians, this may not be for you. Uh, or it may. Or it may. I don't know. Not, not being really qualified to talk about it <laughs> in that respect. It's about a queen who is slightly untethered to her- Queen Anne. Her rationale and her sane parts- who was getting worse? Mm. There's a. Do you see a decline of a woman who was fairly bad legs with, due to gout, but but fairly in command? Is gout herself. actually that debilitating? Well, we could talk about the cinema that I was in, if mm. you wanted briefly the mm. session that I saw. <laughs> was, it I, the, was it the gout crowd? I am, am going to use all my powers as a broadcaster <laughs> and a narrowcaster to pressure at least the cinema that I saw this film at to have a session where. Only people of sound mind, <laughs> only people who are willing to deposit their mobile phones, only people who will sign a contract vowing to not utter a syllable unless they prepare for hefty fines. Because I was sitting in a crowd of geriatrics who would not shut up. Every ailment that crossed us, oh, I know what that's like. Oh, yes, you had that, didn't you? Oh, stroke. Yeah, well, we know about that, don't you, when you get there. They just wouldn't shut up. And there's a person in front of me, but not, not close, but not close enough for me to hurl a missile at, had their phone out and was reading, I don't know if it was a book or a really long email, from about the first five minutes to the first ten minutes. And you know how they can illuminate. They weren't reading it aloud. But they were illuminating right, right, the right, area right, around right, them in a way right. that I personally found distracting. Yes. Okay. Now, normally I go to the cinema, as you know, and no one is there. And I'm going to return to that habit. Because it sounds... this was diabolical. It infuriated me. I said to the person next to me, uh, can you tell those women to shut up? Because if I did it, I would sound like some aggro man who's trying to mansplain everything and stop women from having their say. Just don't have your say in the cinema. And it wasn't only women speaking. It was a mix of women and men speaking. But there were two women behind me who just wouldn't shut up. And it just drove me mad. It, I was still able to enjoy the film. But, but, but my, my, my powers of enjoyment were certainly curtailed mm. by that constant mm. inane chatter by the geriatrics around me who just have to, they have to have their own sessions. It's like they've got to have their own sessions, man. Like the crybaby session, the old baby session. Cost me back session, perhaps. Mm, mm. Yes, yes. You agree on this, don't you? Uh, uh, look, I think that I think that people whose phones go off in exactly. the middle of <laughs> they should be punched. <laughs> they should be punched. In the Courtney con- <laughs> in the contract that you sign before you go in to see a film, you should opt either for a hefty fine or a punch. Can punch in the while, face. While we're at it, can we just check that your phone is actually off? Yeah, because you off. know how you always yeah. say, oh, my phone's off. Was yeah. it actually, tell me, was the, the, it actually the, the, off? The, the, the text message beeper was, was still yeah, on. Yeah, okay, so it but wasn't, it wasn't actually off. Never in a cinema, except that one time when I allowed myself <laughs> to be talked into seeing a Nicole Kidman film on my birthday, and I got birthday phone calls. And I realized it was very new to mobile phones at this time. Right, so. right, okay. Anyway, yes. so the thing that I think is really interesting about this 
at this moment in time mm. is that we've just come, uh, as we record this, it's a couple of days after the Golden Globes, yep. right? And we're about to hit, uh, by the time this goes to air, I imagine we will be uh, in Oscar nomination week. That's right? the Academy Awards. So, uh, yes, that's right. And in case people didn't know. Thank you for that. And th- the, this is really a three-hander, this film. This has got three great female leads. True. Olivia Coleman plays Queen Anne. One. <laughs> it's one of the three. One. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'm glad you're keeping count yeah. because <laughs> some other there was, there was a risk Don't that worry. I was going to lose my way. I'm, I'm here. I'm okay. <laughs> Rachel Weisz plays uh, Lady Marlborough. Um, and Tempest Stone <laughs> plays Emma, Abigail. Not Tempest who, Stone. Who, Emma Stone. <laughs> who is a... Uh, a well-born lady fallen upon hard True. times who comes to True. the court as a serving girl and works her way up. To uh, the position of favourite. To the position of favourite, yes. What I liked about this film as well is the violence and the meanness. It's very funny. It's very funny. It's it, it's a little uh, like Les uh, Liaison Dangerous with the, the power plays and yes. the machinations. Funnier. There are some great supporting actors. Oh, Nic- Nicholas yeah. Holt, who, terrific, who has taken over from Rupert Everett, obviously too old to play these type of roles, it would seem, and so he's done a great job. I love him. I've seen him in many things, and I think he's great. Mark Gattis, who gave us these amazing new Sherlock Holmes with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. He's he writes, you're, a fan, you're a fan of those? Oh, I am. Yeah, I really, I think yeah. it's brilliant. They take two books and they yeah. try make it into a thing. He he plays Marlborough, the, the Duke of Marlborough, mm. that is, who, who um, defeats the French. And I didn't recognise him beneath his wig. I did. Isn't that mm. funny? Because he's a bald man. Yes. Yeah. So he should wear a wig. But there's some great scenes in this film. It's 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 a. Uh, it ends in an interesting fashion, not unlike other films by this director. And I was puzzled. I have to say, despite all my powers of intelligence, I was puzzled where we were going or where we were or what was rabbits. That, yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Did you burrow down into the meaning of that? Perhaps I couldn't. No? I couldn't fathom the meaning. It's a bit harebrained. Maybe well, I don't know. I, I, Should I, I stop now? No. Keep going because I don't want to tell people too much. <laughs> Rabbits are very significant. They certainly are. are. Very significant in this film, and, and we shouldn't tell people too much. It's funny. It's mean. It's great. Olivia Coleman, who is just adorable. Every time she smiles in this film, which is hardly at all, because her face becomes more and more paralysed. But in real life, she won some um, golden award and golden and shower, I think, she, wasn't it? the Golden Globes. Yeah, oh, that's and she, it was it was great. I watched it. I, I miss the Golden Globes where they have people who are funny hosting it, like Ricky Gervais or uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler hosted one one year. Very funny those people. You didn't like Andy Sand- Samberg Sandra, and Sandra. Uh, well, Andy Samberg is funny. Yeah. And there was n- nothing. You, one, you barely saw them, which mm. might be good for economy. Mm. Of, of, you know, making well, a, a short it was a relatively ceremony. short yeah. award but ceremony. But they, they brought nothing to the award for me. I, I, it I, was a pretty flat thing. I mean, yeah. you know, I live blogged it. I wrote 4,000 words on this damn thing. Uh, I couldn't tell you what I actually wrote because mm. it's just a blur as you're doing mm. it. Mm. And uh, it was, you know, there weren't a lot of great high points um you know the the most interesting thing i suppose was like olivia coleman winning for the favorite that was lovely uh, that Wasn't was nice lovely? um and then the bizarre choice of bohemian rhapsody as best picture but we you know we'll leave that for a moment um yeah, okay. but the the thing i wanted to raise though mm, about this about is that the there are three like 
roles, I think, of he absolutely could, equal yeah, equal weight. So right? from an award point from of view, from an award, award point of view, and yeah. who is the yeah. That's and what tricky. we've seen in the That's Globes is that you've you've got Olivia Colman going uh, as Best Actress and you've yep. got Rachel Weisz and Emma Stone both nominated as Best Supporting Actress, yep. neither of whom won, which I think is a bit of a travesty as well, but, you know, moving on. Yep. Um, and I think that's what we're going to see at the Oscars as well. And it makes sense because mm. if you had three of them in one category, then two of them are immediately cancelled out of yeah. contention. So, so there's a chance of winning more gold if you spread yeah. it across some. So categories. if they had like you know, if they had three awards, yeah, you know, best best actress, best supporting actress, best second supporting actress, mm. then I think they'd all oh, be in, yeah, in with a chance. But you know, given that it's called the favourite. Mm. You might think it's the favorite that the favorite is the best actress mm. rather than. But then there's two. One is a favorite at the start. Yeah. One is a favorite at the end. Yeah. Or is she? Well, yeah. that's oh. the thing. Yeah. Uh, we're giving too much away. <laughs> it's it's a worthy film and worthy. It's a worthy, worthy makes it sound worthy dull film. and plodding. It's it, it, it's a great film. It's, it's a hilarious. film that nobody should be afraid of seeing. Who. Uh, confines themselves to the politically correct and people you can be part of any movement you like and see this film and enjoy it it's got something for everyone i give you permission (laughs) okay it's worthy my dear friend how good to see you've returned from hell i'm sure you shall pass through it one day okay carl i went and saw couple of bands on the weekend, both very separate and different from each other. Mm. One hardly plays because a lot of the guys are in other bands, which mm. is very common here in Melbourne. They're called the Sugarfoot Ramblers. They play a type of music that would most easily be described as traditional jazz. So there's no piano. It's very close to a marching band. When jazz first started, there were parade grounds and marching bands would come in uh, and sit down and start extemporizing, as we say, when we're being pompous. Um, and it's polyphony, so you've got different melodic lines going backwards and forwards across each other. If, if you wanted to have a quick reference point... And you get the idea. There's been a strange history in Melbourne of bands like that being really popular with mm. the youth. Mm. Okay, there was a band called the Who Dangers, which would play every Saturday afternoon at the laundry for years, and they were hugely popular right. with the youth. And I've always associated trad jazz with everything that's kind of stuffy and uncool. Can, can I just music. can I just ask yeah. for a, a little mm. footnote here, yeah. a little reference yep. here? Uh, mm. Trad jazz. Mm. And uh, say uh, New Orleans jazz, mm-hmm. yep. are they effectively very, the same? Very similar, very yeah. similar. Though, though there was Chicago was a was a okay. great locus yeah, for yeah. that style. Of so music we're talking like nineteen twenties kind Even of twenties and, and earlier. And like earlier, yeah. most of the recordings I have of this type of music start around the nineteen twenties. Mm. That could be because of the way the recording industry was developing yeah. and building and the types of microphones because originally it was very hard to record yeah, certain instruments yeah. because of bleed. And, and so when yeah. you say swing, are, yeah. you, are you still in the same space or are we no, moving into we're, we're a very, we're talking into Glenn Miller kind yeah, of territory yeah, we're, we're, there. We're the, moving into a period like more, the, more orchestrated, more kind yeah, of absolutely, arranged. A, and absolutely. And, and with tighter. a certain tempo and a certain style yeah. of beat and, yeah. and pattern post kind of Jimmy Lunsford and Fletcher Henderson, though, again, some of their stuff. And when you're talking about big band, that could be, like, that, that could be both, right? That could be both. That Again, uh, Fletcher Henderson, Jimmy Lunsford, Chick Webb, Count Basie. 
Cab uh, Calloway. Cab Calloway, yeah, that yep. type of stuff. Yep. So this is usually a group of four or five people. This, this oh, that's small. This, okay. this lineup was uh, drums and uh, clarinet, trombone, trumpet, double bass, doubling on tuba. A tuba is something you'd hear a lot more often. Again, I think perhaps because double bass doubling on tuba. So the double bass player uh, is this guy an octopus? Tunes. I mean, no, how no, do you no, no. do that? He lays down the double bass, picks up the tuba, and again from the marching thing, you don't see double basses in marching bands. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. And that provides a, a very different and a very uh, the tonality and the elasticity is very different on a tuba than a double bass. When you're talking about this kind of two-four style of music where the beats are, uh, and the syncopation is closer together. Never been my favourite style of music, but I went and saw this band at the Rooks Return on Saturday and they haven't played since October. So I'm telling you about it so the people listening, if they uh, want to keep their eye out for this band, they should and make a point to see them if they, this sounds like the kind of thing Do you know they when like. they're playing next? No. No. No, it's very hard. To and they're called? The Sugarfoot Ramblers. And do they have like a, they do a Facebooking page. page? They do have a Facebook page, yep. yep. And they have two albums out yep. and they're, they're wonderful live and I've, I've enjoyed their recordings. Like I say, it's not really my style of music but they're, they're great players and it's a very joyous form of music. Hmm. And, you know, I, I, I would recommend them. We might find a way to link to their band camp, which enables you to have a listen to their stuff. And then if you're a digital purchaser, you do it that way or you can contact them or go to the shop if you ever go to a shop. I did that once. Yeah, and mm. buy it. Okay, so check out the Scafoot Ramblers and that's it. You uh, you had your thirty day Foxtel free subscription. Has has it gone? It's, it's definitely it's gone. gone. It's definitely gone. You're not going to, back there. I had to go go elsewhere to watch those Golden Globes. All right. I couldn't watch them. Why? That infuriates me. These free to air bastards. They've got so many bloody channels that play so many repeats and so much rubbish. Why don't they put the Golden Globes on one of them? I'm going to say probably because they don't have the rights to it. Why don't they get the rights? Because they cost money and yeah. the audience isn't there to monetize it. So How do you know? Uh, because if they if it were, they'd have them. <sighs> they, have a, they have all this other rubbish. Anyway, anyway, yes. anyway. So you, your, your Foxtel subscription has gone, which means, yes, I, well, go on, how much is it? Uh, one of the packages is like ninety bucks, and others one hundred and twenty six. One hundred and thirty, I can tell okay, you that okay. some a, fools are paying that. There's a twenty five dollar one, which, which you wouldn't get anything. I imagine that you'd want to watch. If you get the if you get the uh, mobile one, what's it called? Foxtel Play or Foxtel Go now. or now, what, now? It changes names yeah, yeah, every five yeah, minutes, yeah. so I don't know what that's, it's called. That's actually Fo- cheaper, Foxtel isn't it? Foxtel Briefly. That's Foxtel. what it's called. Foxtel <laughs> Briefly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you get Foxtel Briefly. Yeah. That's twenty five bucks, right? Yeah, and you yeah. can get some. I think so, you can get. I mean, people were getting signing up to that to watch Game of Thrones, right? So, oh, okay, so I'm, right. I'm, yeah, I okay, presume yeah. it gives you access to a fair chunk mm-hmm. of drama. I've right, got, good. I've got the. The big, you know, the I've got the. Package. How much am I paying for that? It's ridiculous. Yeah, package. let's not but let's not dwell dwell on that. Channel Nine slash uh, the Age slash Fairfax no, 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 paying no, no, for that. No, you no. Pay I for pay for that. I pay for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but it's work. I, I can claim it on tax, okay, but I mean, it's right, like, yeah. but I still pay for it. Yeah, because you, you know. wouldn't be watching anything on that for pleasure, would you? <sighs> 
Is the tax man listening? No, no, no. it's one hundred percent work. It's one hundred percent. You talk about something that you've written about. Actually, for it's one hundred and fifty percent work. You what know? have you watched that you have watched and not written about for work? Oh God, um, uh, am I allowed to say? Yes, yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I you watch do. stuff. You do. But it all feeds into the great data. It all feeds into the great data bank. Oh. Grand Designs. I watch Grand oh, Designs. That's on Channel 2. Well, it's on everywhere. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just on. It's like wallpaper. I it's love good. Grand it's Designs. Good. Yeah, so do I. Anyway, anyway I wanted to, what I wanted to talk about was Succession. <laughs> yep, now, uh, this is a show that no unfortunately you've missed. because, oh. And you could have watched it because it went to air in the US on HBO in mm. June mm. of last year. Mm. And it only arrived here mm. on Foxtel, which is the home of Fast Track Drama from America in December. Now, why, you might ask? Mm. Now, why? Why? I don't even know would, what it's about. Why would a show about an ageing media mogul and his four kids <gasps> vying to be the successor as the CEO of mm. Waystar, mm. the giant media conglomerate that owns mm. TV stations, including some very right-wing ones, mm. and newspapers mm. and film studios and mm. digital enterprise? Why mm. would Foxtel, which is... 65% owned by the Murdoch family. Yeah. Well, not by the Murdoch family. That's incorrect. By, by yeah. News Corp, which is the trust, 32% or whatever it is owned yeah. by the Murdoch family trust. Why would Foxtel not want to show this show? But they did show it. They did. But they, yeah. took, a, they took a while. And uh-huh. they sort of quietly, oh, they let, quietly it let it slip out. There was but, no fanfare. they needn't have it all. Ah, that's true. That's they true. needn't have it all. Well, maybe they do need to. I don't know what the contractual relationship is. You oh, know, with HBO, I suspect they get to pick and choose what they want to show. Anyway, yeah. it is great. Yeah. It is fantastic. I am so loving this show. It's got a couple of um, great Australian actors in mm-hmm. it. Sarah Snook, who is, I think, Okay. Sensational in everything she does, and Ashley Zuckerman, who was in The Code. Now, I think Ashley Zuckerman was actually born in America, but we'll we'll, ca- we'll call him one of ours because okay. he's he's oh, you know, spent a lot of his life like here. An American oh, name, doesn't it? Totally, totally. Anyway, it's it's just a really great drama slash comedy. Um, the guy who created the show, Jesse Armstrong, is English mm. and worked on things like In the Loop and The Thick of It and mm, okay. uh, wrote wrote a little bit of Veep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's great show. Peep Show. Also mm-hmm. a great show. His background is essentially in comedy, mm-hmm. right? But he's uh, – and this is funny, yeah. but it's really a drama. It's an hour-long, hour 10-episode, ten, ten hour-long drama with a lot of laughs. Okay. And it's very dark. Kieran Culkin, mm-hmm. brother of Macaulay, mm-hmm. uh, plays uh, the, the one of the sons, the younger son, Roman, who thinks of himself and frequently describes himself as a disruptor. And <laughs> I think all you need to do is say he calls himself a disruptor, and you kind of know what he is. Sarah Sarah Snook plays uh, a woman called Siobhan, the daughter Siobhan, whose name within the family is Shiv, and of course, a Shiv is a sort of like a you know a, a, a sort of ad hoc honed knife usually used in prison stabbings. Mm-hmm. Maybe you take something from that. Maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there's the the older brother Kendall, who is really the one who is most obviously groomed or sees himself as having been groomed to take over. Mm-hmm. But it all falls apart. For yeah, him. it's just the yeah. dynamics are wonderful, and okay. the character character characterizations are sensational. They mm-hmm. they're kind of like you get immediately who they are yeah. but they evolve and they shift sure. and as appalling as they are you can't help but feel a little bit for them because they're the way they are because of the old man mm. and the old man Logan Roy is played by Brian Cox who is mm. a terrific actor and it's yeah. just 
It's a bit just, like keeping up with the Habibs or something, isn't it? Uh, but even better. Because better. Brian Cox was also in this great show that was set in, was it the Cook Islands or Port Moresby, where he was this patriarch? Mm. And it was... Uh, it was, I haven't seen it was this. Like a, on the ABC, it was like one season. Um, I'll, I, I won't talk about it until I remember its name. Mm. But this also is interesting because there was a, a show on the ABC back in 90-something, 90, 90, let's say 95, 94, 95, called The Paper Man. The Paper about Man. About a man right. from Adelaide whose yeah. father owned the newspapers and the press and who grew up with a fairly bolshy socialist view. This is a... Documentary, no, no, or no, this is this is a drama, and and it went, so this is went about, about Rupert. Yeah, went about five episodes or four episodes, and I keep thinking of Bob Peck. It wasn't Bob Peck, I'm sure, who played this quasi Rupert Murdoch, but mm. it was really interesting. I haven't seen this. Yeah, at all. it was, and so we're talking you know, 23, 24 years ago. So you'll forgive me if I don't remember the name of the actor who plays, but it was really good. It wasn't. It could have gone. Further, could have gone longer, deeper, but it was for what it was. I really enjoyed it. I thought mm. it was great. Mm. Well, if you get a chance, a session. I reckon you'll like succession. Succession, <laughs> not, a session. not a session. Ascension. You could invite a bunch of people around, yeah. open a slab of beer, have a session watching Succession. I can't, and you know why? I do. Yeah. Okay. You're a cheapskate. Ah, <sighs> uh, you don't drink beer. I uh, drink beer, especially if don't know free. any people you can invite around. I do know people I can oh, invite uh, around. Uh, well, but anyway. I just don't have the fox, man. Don't Find somebody who does. Where I live. Find where somebody I who does and go to their house. People poison the fox. <laughs> Take out the old man, in with the new guard. Where are you been? I was meeting about a prospective job. With your father's enemy? Disagreeing with dad is not treason. You want this enough to go to war with your family. That's the end of the clappers. I didn't get to talk about this other band I saw. We'll do it another time because I'll be playing heaps and you just, you know, you need to be reminded, go out and see some live music, all right?